This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Presented by Liquid Spirits Beverage Catering Company. Hey, what's up? Michelle Smallman, your host of Small Talk here, coming to you live from beautiful St. Louis, Missouri, the home of your Stanley Cup champions, the St. Louis Blues. Yes. I will never get tired of saying that. I can't believe I get to say it for an entire calendar year. Maybe two if they repeat. We're just on cloud nine here in St. Louis. So without further ado, we're going to, of course, be talking about that. We're going to check in with the guys. First, let's bring in someone from the losing camp. Tommy Freeze Pops sitting in studio here with me wearing a BC hat, but hanging his head in shame after the Bruins lost. Tom, hello. Look, I'm a Blues fan. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to circle back and revisit this. The executive producer of the Will Kane Show and most importantly, huge Blues guy, Steve Cerruti, checking in from Bristol. Steve, we did it. The Blues we did it. are Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> we did it. We yes. have done it. <laughs> yeah, I, listen. Steve, how are you the, feeling? I'm feeling great. You know, caught the highlights of, games, of, of, of Game 7. I knew... I, I predicted on the pod that they were going to win. So you I did. Feel That's like, true. Yeah. You so, said Blues uh, you know, and Seven. Yeah, Blues and Seven. So what's up? I am a hockey expert. I'm a Blues super fan now, and it uh, <laughs> feels great. It feels good to be a champion. My first championship, really, of any sport that I can remember. So. Oh, my God. Congratulations. I'll remember it forever. Uh, I know. I know. Got to get you a sweater. We're going to send you some Blues oh, gear. Oh, for sure. For Definitely. sure. Yes. But, you know, Steve, I thought of you because so many people like you have waited so long for this moment. <laughs> and I just know that when that final horn went off, you know, my dad and I were celebrating at Enterprise Center, St. Louis erupted and joy and cheers and high fives. And I was just like, I wonder how Steve is celebrating in Connecticut. So how did you react once you finally caught the highlights from Game 7? <laughs> well, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, so I you was like You didn't text me. You didn't even say congrats. I texted you the next yeah, day. No, you texted, you texted us that night. I think. Or that night. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. texted Did you. you? I don't know. I about. You probably I got many, a lot of texts. I had many beers and probably 170 <laughs> yeah, texts, I definitely so I texted forgot. You. <laughs> so I, I was, like, catching some, like, things on Twitter because I forget. I don't know if I was – I think we were watching a movie or something, Maddie and I. I was, <laughs> oh, my catching, God. And I was catching – I caught some vibes on Twitter about things that were going on, and I, and I thought – based on, like, the context that the Blues, like, it wasn't good for the Blues. Because I saw a few people through Bruins guys tweet, like, you know, have them exactly where we want them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that it was sarcastic. Right. So that's where I sort of stayed away from it for a while. And then I, I honestly didn't even see the final score until I, I was like, oh, 4 nothing. Like, it wasn't even close. 4-1. Um, or, oh, it's four to one. Excuse Garbage me. Time Sorry, goal, it's fine. Nah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't whatever. matter. Throw and I away. saw, of course, all the losers making the uh, U.S. Win- women's national team oh. jokes about, oh, they're celebrating up four nothing. It's not the same thing. People settle down. Also, um, you, you but, only say that if you're losing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, anyway, different story for a different day. Right. Um, so, yeah, then I was like, holy shit, they won. This is incredible. Um, so I think I gave it some time because I figured you guys were getting after it because it was like an hour after the game, I think, even ended. <laughs> yes. And I don't remember when I texted you if it was that night or the next day. I, forget, I don't know, but, obviously. But, uh, no, it, obviously. it was that night because I was dead sober in my apartment having weird oh, feelings. Uh, having weird feelings. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. obviously. Now. Yeah, well, no, on. no, I'm not, I'm not conflicted now because I, I, I've had some time to kind of step back and be like, okay, the Blues won. That's awesome for this city. I love this team. But at the, in the moment, I'm seeing my beloved Bruins lose in an embarrassing fashion on their home ice to, you know, a team that I think they could have beaten. Um, but they couldn't. Well, they didn't. They didn't. He was he was feeling conflicted because he was watching Brad Marchand cry like a baby. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I, I, I know that people don't because he's dirty. But I, I he's a competitor, man. I don't, he's my guy. If he's on your team, you love Marchand. So. Mm. That, that, I feel like there's a ton of Boston dudes that that have like oh yeah it's it's, it's our guy that like everyone else <laughs> in sports completely hates. Who so, like yeah. Marcus Smart. 
Marcus Smart is up there yeah. for sure. Just like historically, if you like Pedroia, oh, if he's on your team, he's the best. And if he's not, like you know, everybody hates him. Nah, Pedroia, I don't think is hateable, right? He's I don't know. People kind of get rankled by him. I feel like a lot of people didn't hate Poppy, but they had conflicting feelings towards Poppy. Like, why does this guy skate away from these allegations? Because he's beloved <laughs> he's in Boston. Smile. You know what I mean? Everybody else, it was like, we are going to take them to court. I cannot believe all these users. I'm like, oh, Poppy? Speculation? Meh, whatever. Update on Poppy. Uh, condition updated to good. That's Official good, good yeah, from the doctors. Good. So, good. Good. All right. Glad we worked that in there. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. One of the greatest baseball players of all time almost got murdered in the DR. Just want to give our listeners an update. By the time they get this podcast, Tom, the condition could have changed. I don't think we needed the breaking news update. But anyway, Steve, so yeah, you were very pumped that the Blues won, I'm sure. And after they won, in that moment, everyone in St. Louis is celebrating. I'm thinking to myself, this is the greatest moment in my sports life. Like, I don't think that this is going to get any better. And then Saturday rolls around and we have the parade. And in another specific blues podcast, I have talked at length about what this win and this parade and this celebration means for me and means for St. Louis. But I want to focus on the party aspect of this parade. Steve, I don't know if you caught any of my social content or any of the content that was out there. These players, I have never seen anything like this. These guys have been wasted since they won the cup on Wednesday. So we're talking a two and a half, possibly three day bender. And they roll into this parade. They're banged up. They just continue the party going a little hair of the dog. And I have never seen guys drink as much in in a contained amount of time and interact with fans the way that they did. Yeah, I think every single snap I saw of yours was someone in one shape or form shotgunning a beer yes. or just like downing a beer or whatever, or throwing alcohol somewhere. And uh, it was honestly pretty awesome to see because I feel like, you know, and obviously the fans were involved and it was really great. And it was awesome to see because I feel like a lot of the times, like, especially and I'll bring this back to like Boston and not to always do that, but mm-hmm. like. You know, people people think of, like, Gronk when you see that or whatever. Or, like, you know, mostly Boston celebrations as being completely off the hook. And that that looked at crazy, as crazy, if not crazier, than any any Patriots, Red Sox, or whatever celebration I've seen in Boston. You know, obviously you had, like, a first-person view, and it was really great, and it was incredible. So I don't know if I've seen it up close like that. But, like, it was just cool to see, like, these people just getting absolutely shit-faced <laughs> and after it, you know, after, uh, you know, and it's in a city that isn't Boston. You know what I mean? And I know Tom, like, you probably be like, oh, the duck boats are better, NBD, what's up? <laughs> no. But, like, those people were getting just absolutely wrecked. Like, we need another word for lit. Turn Like, there's no word that I have to quantify how hard these guys partied. That was like Midwest party. Yeah. <laughs> we all know it's just a, it's a different level of partying. Totally. Yeah, no, I've been to, I think, 10 victory parades in cool, Boston. Cool. And, no, but I'm, hey, I'm about to give St. Louis props. I... I think that was the best victory parade I've ever been to. Boom. It was amazing. It was incredible to see the players do having access like that to with the fans and you know they were no no group of players have partied like that at a parade before in my view. And not only that, it was very understood that there were no rules from the very beginning. I'm just going to 
go through a, a few specific instances. Like Braden Shen hops off. He's clearly wasted. He has a fireman's hat on. He takes a bottle of champagne. He shakes it up, pops the top, sprays it into the crowd. And I look into the crowd and every person on the front row was a little kid. And they had her, their arms up and they were like, yes. And their parents are right behind them being like, yes. And I just can't think of any other walk of life where a grown adult would spray champagne all over a group of children and their parents would be so pumped about it. (laughs) You know, so then I... You'll remember that forever. Yeah, you'll remember that forever. So then I catch up next with Jordan Bennington, who is partying with the high school band. He's scooting away on a scooter. I saw players drinking beers with cops. You know, some of the players on the team are under 21 and cops were like high-fiving them and not caring at all. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. Respect. So I saw, uh, finally, like the last stretch, I walked with Pat Maroon, who's a native St. Louisan, and he was the king of the world. He was like a Leo DiCaprio in Titanic, just arms out, pushing forward. And I would watch him. People would throw beers, Bud Lights from the crowd, and he would catch it like Spider-Man. And he had a key, and he would just slam it in the beer, shotgun it, throw it back. Walk a couple steps, grab another beer, shotgun it, slam it, throw it back. I, I watched him catch some jello shots from people, take those down. It, it, it made me think, not only were, were these guys special in the fact that they were partying so openly and interacting with the crowd like that, but I think probably if you rank athletes in different sports, hockey players have to be the most fun to party with, right? Yeah, no doubt. Because they're the most normal. Well, they're the most down to earth. I think it depends what you're doing. Um, like, yeah, I think like... Traditional in the traditional sense of like just just drinking a shit ton of beer and getting hammered and like having a good time in that way, yeah, it's probably like I think I think ho- hockey players party like college kids, right? Right, it's a, like whereas a frat in, party. Yeah, whereas oh, I think and I think a lot for a lot of people that's like nostalgic and what they, they originally think of partying. Like, sure. I feel like NBA players take it to a next level. They're like in private booths and like they've got like you know expensive ass alcohol going on like and it's a whole different type of vibe of party right than it is for hockey players right so hockey players is like the common man's party oh that's such a good take by you that's such a good take you're right i would love to party with nba guys but we would be you know sitting on a banquette in a vip at yeah. chain It'd be smokers like in on Vegas. the river when we were in miami yes. like it's like that they have their own private booth they're getting mm-hmm. bottles for themselves and it's like a very like you know, it's an exclusive, like, cool thing. And there may be people around them that are, like, just normally normal people getting shit-faced. Mm-hmm. But, like, the famous people are, you know, clearly, like, you know, in a, in a booth by themselves, private, like, velvet rope type deal. Hockey? No way. Hockey, I would say, is that way. Football is weird. I don't know. Like, football, I think, would be more of the velvet rope type deal. Not, you know. Um, it's a mix, though. It's you know a mix. Who yeah. I want to hang with? I want to hang with the offensive line. Yeah, then. exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, they're the ones shotgunning beers yep. for sure. David yeah, baseball, like, slamming yeah. too. <laughs> Baseball's probably a mix too, but hockey purely is just like Bud Lights, whatever, like shotguns, funnels, you know, spraying champagne, like you said, like and and, and it's 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 for the common man and woman, if you will. No, you're that's such a good take, and I also noticed. I know it was a championship celebration, and these guys could have. I mean, if Alex Petrangelo walked up to a stranger that day and punched him in the face, the guy would have been like, awesome, thank you for punching me in the face. I love you. Best day of my life. So I know that there was no judgment and there was no rules, but they 
were so celebrated for getting so drunk. Everyone was like, oh, these crazy kids, we love them so much. Whereas I also think if you saw NBA players partying and they walked out of a, a club and they were vomiting on themselves and falling <laughs> all over the place, people would be like, oh my God, do they have a problem? What is the deal? Whereas with these hockey guys, it's like, yes, look at these guys. They really know how to get after it. Yeah, plus they have Canadians. Like People like Canadians for the most part. <laughs> you know, I, for you know, the most inter- part. It'd be, well, it'd be interesting to know like what the how the celebration was like in Toronto if it was like the same way because I feel like you know most of those hockey players are probably Canadian right if anything or they're from like you know, or they're from like the Midwest or something to that to that extent mm-hmm. and those all those people all seem to party the same way so I don't know you think the Midwest and Canada parties similarly well I think there's I think they party out of boredom right they have very similar party <laughs> things because there's not you a ton watch to your do. Tongue. Well, yeah, like, let's be honest, like, like, and I'm not necessarily talking about St. Louis, but like, you know, like there's dudes in Iowa and Nebraska that like, there's nothing else to do, but like it's shit face on a farm and they have different partying styles and people on the coast. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think a lot of that is Canada too. There's just not a lot going on. Yeah. But whether you're partying on the water on a boat or partying in a garage on a folding chair, you're partying. It's whether you're fun or not. Mm, they're different kinds of fun though. That's what, that, that's my point. Hmm. Hmm. I, I'm kind of hmm. with Michelle on this one. I think it, it it's more about the company than, than yeah. where you're partying. Yeah, you either translate into fun or you don't. Like no, Pat think, Maroon think, would would rage the exact same way in New York that that he raged in St. Louis totally, on Saturday. Totally. Well, where's he from? That's my St. Louis. Okay. All right. All right. Because <laughs> I'm not saying it's about. I, I think a, a guy that grows up in New York City is going to be a different party than a guy that grows up in St. Louis or the middle of Nebraska or Canada. Like the people that grow up in like. I guess, you know, St. Louis is a major city, but we're still talking about a, the Midwest area. I feel like East Coast partying, like California partying is way different. Mm-hmm. Canada partying is way different. Like, they're all different styles of partying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. I know what you're saying. I feel like California partying is... Probably the most boring. Let's have a Corona light around a bonfire on the beach and talk about our feelings. Smoke a J. Yeah, smoke a J Maybe. or something. Yep. That's yep. how I picture it, at least. I, not that I've ever partied in California, really. But I guess it's where you're from in California, because some people could say club scene West Hollywood. Yeah, that's for that's for the you know that's for the privilege. Come on, that's, that's for the for privilege. With, you're right. People with some money and whatever. There's one critical piece to a successful party, and that's a good bar. You need a good selection of liquor, mixers, and ice cold beer. But planning how much of what can often leave you with too much of one thing and not enough of another. Not a good look. That's why we here at Small Talk trust Liquid Spirits. They're St. Louis's premier beverage catering service. They'll literally bring everything to you, their own bar, bartenders, whatever you need. You're going to have a full-service bar right at your home or venue. They also offer drop-off service if you're planning something a little more casual. Whatever you're planning, Liquid Spirits will keep the party going. From watch parties to weddings, check out Liquid Spirits. Follow them on Facebook at Liquid Spirits STL. Mention Small Talk when booking select packages and get your fifth hour for free. I think there's one person that could party the same anywhere all over the world, and that's Brett Hall. Legend. Please tell me, Steve, that you caught some of Brett Hall's drunken antics throughout this Stanley Cup final run. Yeah, I would say Brett Hall is your stereotypical Canadian partier. Like, he's just going to get absolutely hammered his face is going to turn bright red i caught all this stuff i mean him singing gloria he by the way he's got a weird accent for a guy being from canada i didn't understand what he was doing but yeah he's he was an absurd human being and i don't blame him one bit for like just raging but like obviously he made a fool of himself (laughs) but everyone finds it endearing and hilarious 
Are they laughing with him though, or are they laughing at him? I'm pretty Ooh, sure they're laughing that's actually at a him. good question. I think it's with, but there's probably with. a faction no, that's I'm not at. Sure they're la- I mean, maybe in St. Louis they're laughing with him. Everyone else is laughing at him. See, but I mean, in we St. played Louis, the audio on the show because it's hilarious. Oh, you did. He looks like an idiot. National yeah. radio picked it oh, up. Oh yeah. Wow. Mm. Wow, Brett Hall. Hockey. Hockey getting some <laughs> national coverage. Wow. You're home for hockey. You're home for yep. hockey. The Will Kane Show. No, I think that here in St. Louis, Brett Hall has been this way since he came to town. He's always been a one man wrecking ball. So people kind of have come to expect it. They're just like, ah, oh, that's Holly. That's what he does. But Is he I like the Wade Boggs of uh, of the NHL. <laughs> I think. Maybe even more than that. I mean, he just is so loud and proud with the fact that he is the drunkest guy in any room. <laughs> and I think he kind of saw it build and build and build as the final went on, whether it was him on the ice screaming, let's go blues, like he was in the WWE. Then you see him with young page views, petting his chinchilla on his face and the look and Brett Hall's eyes was just vacant. Like he was not there. He was like, what is this furry thing on my face? Is it a towel? Is it a rat? Is it a chinchilla? I don't know. <laughs> and then it just built and built and built and built until finally you saw him on Saturday standing on that stage wearing a shirt that says Ric Flair Drip with a picture of himself flipping off Boston that says sauce all over it, screaming glory at the top of his lungs. Yeah, I feel like that's Tom's idol, really. Like that's that's what Tom wants to grow up to be, to be Brett Hull. Like that's what that is. Yeah, if right? I if I could party half as hard as that guy and still operate at at a functional level, I mean that's my dream. Well, he did, Steve. I don't know if you caught my photo of him online, but for those who haven't seen it, head to Twitter M Smallman. Tom turned up on Saturday. <laughs> I got Mis- very lit. Mr. Boston became Mr. St. Louis. I turned the corner. We're out at this bar because uh, we had done parade coverage. Tom was working on the broadcast. I was on the parade route covering it, and a bunch of our work colleagues went out after to this rooftop bar. And I look over, and there is Tommy Freeze Pops, Tommy Boston, wearing a St. Louis Blues jersey, holding four Bud Lights, obviously a product of STL, with the arch behind him. And I looked at him, and I was like, look at you. You have turned. And he goes, I love the Blues. I just love the Blues. Huge blues guy. I mean, look, I was just savoring the moment with my people. It was uh, oh, your people. These are my people now. So I was on, like you said, I was working on that broadcast. So whenever that ended, I was like, okay, I need to catch up because I look, I walk outside, and everyone is just going nuts. And I was like, I need to be where everyone else is. So I just start double fisting beers until I got to where I needed to be, and uh, it was just fun to be a part of that environment and kind of like I don't know feel like I was a a blues fan that day and enjoy that championship celebration and I gotta tell you I'm that's that was a two-day hangover that that was that's where I was at two-day hangover. yeah that was a two-day hangover I mean I don't remember the end of the night I gotta be completely honest. Well, I was sober, and I do. And you've revealed some <laughs> things, and there's probably some things you don't remember that I'm gonna fill you in on. Okay. <laughs> Which is always a, a, a okay. dangerous game. Cool. This is the first time I'm hearing this, so it is. Uh, I've, God, I've saved it God for speed. this moment. So two things. Uh, at one point, we all know Tom is a single man about town. We know that he's, you know, a purveyor of the apps. That he's been swiping for love. Mostly for friends, but sometimes for <laughs> sometimes for dudes. Sometimes for dudes. Oh, you have to change your Twitter profile. Oh yeah, I'll by do that. The way. I'll do that. Okay, once the pod drops, change it that time. <laughs> 
So I'm standing on this rooftop at the bar with my friend Maggie. I look across the bar and I see a group of girls on a bachelorette party. And who saunters up to them but old drunk Tommy Freeze Pop <laughs> yes. trying to holler at a group of girls. And <laughs> Why not? I, and I say to Maggie, look at this guy. We've got to watch this unfold. This is going to be hilarious. And I see him open his mouth and I think he's about to holler at them. And instead, what does he do? He looks at them and he spits into a cup. He <laughs> was trying to hit on them while dipping and spitting into a cup. Hey, some people are into that. Okay. Uh, I feel, wait, really quick. I feel like Tom is the, he is like the steroids for a bachelorette party, right? <laughs> he is the, he's the guy that bachelorette parties want to meet because he's just going to be freaking wild <laughs> and he's going to do all this crazy shit because he's going to try to impress all these girls mm-hmm. and they're going to start wooing and everything's going to go crazy. <laughs> like he is the steroids to bachelorette parties. I'll take that. Why not? Yeah, that, I think that's a compliment. Well, this one, he was, I don't even know the word, the repellent. <laughs> they scurried away out of there like a, like an insect all bomb right, had yeah. dropped. Not okay. Dip. okay. Fair. Look, I, I, okay. I just want to state for the record, I don't pack lips. I'm not a lip packer. I don't. Well, I, mean, I don't. Did. Mm. Okay, I've probably packed twenty <laughs> lips in my whole life. So I don't know. Does that make me someone that packs lips? Do I have packed lips. When I'm drunk and someone has a tin and they're like, "Yeah, pack." I'm like, "All right, cool, yeah." I don't know. It's just something fun to do sometimes. It's like same thing. Like I said, we're all you know, smoke smoke a cigarette when I'm hammered. It's the same deal. It's just you're drunk. You're just looking to do something fun. It's kind of gives you a different vibe. So that's so that's where my head was at when I was packing the lip really drunk on Saturday. Do you remember doing it? Um vaguely because cuz your lip kind of feels different the next day. Like it kind of feels I don't know, like scarred up a little bit. If you don't do it a lot, it's kind of a weird feeling that next day. So yeah, I was like, "Oh yeah. Yeah, I packed a lip. It's kind of gross." So then, after I watched... <laughs> really quick, Michelle, yeah, I can't, you have ne- I imagine you have never packed a lip before, correct? Oh, what? Of course not. <laughs> okay, I, well, I have. I'm just saying, I, ha- I, I definitely have. Yeah. But it's not it's not my thing at all. But I could 100% see it be Tom's thing. No, but it's not. It's It really isn't. My, my brother actually is like a year and a half sober from packing lips. So, shouts to Tim nice. for that. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not really into that, no. Can you imagine... What would you guys do if you saw me at a bar just all of a sudden... <laughs> Throw some Sean. dip in. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just getting a fat dipper in. Yeah. I mean, ah, I would probably be, that'd probably be the most shocking thing I've ever seen in my life. You'd probably you probably never like, know. Did, yes, you you gotta, I wouldn't bad. judge you. <laughs> I wouldn't judge you. I would just be like, wow, I didn't know Michelle was into that. That's yeah. interesting. Have you yeah. ever seen a female do that? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I girls pack lips. I never have. I mean, in Boston, of course, you've seen girls pack lips. Come on, dude. What are we <laughs> really? Doing? Is that a thing? No, that no, Boston no. Boston girls do that? No, it's not like a thing they do, like, because they are actively people that pack lips. It's more of the thing where you're at the party and the girlfriend or the girl that's hooking up with the guy is like, oh, let me try. And, you know, they, they pack a lip and it's, it's kind of funny and they hate it. So I've seen, I've seen girls do it like that. Like, I, I don't know any active lip packers from the Boston area that are female. If you're a female and you listen to this podcast and you enjoy dipping, <laughs> tweet at us. No judgment. No you judgment. Know, Leave it in the reviews. It, Michelle, I'm just saying. Well, maybe you should pack a lip live on this pod. N- no, <laughs> I am never going to do it because I watched the Sandlot and that would be me who did it like they did in the Sandlot that throws up everywhere. <laughs> oh, I've thrown up every time I've done it. See, why sure. would I want to do <laughs> the that? First, the first few times I threw up. Um, but it doesn't seem I don't enjoyable. Think, I don't think I threw up this time. 
I could have. Uh, well, I mean, you don't really remember. So, <laughs> Michelle, did he, did he or did he not throw up? Well, I hopped an Uber right after that. I was like, this is my time to go. So he could have very well thrown up. Think, I have no idea. I don't idea. think I did. I did get a text from someone we were with that said, your boy, B-O-I, is hammered in all caps <laughs> <laughs> after I left. Because I was like, you know what? It's been a long day. Everyone here is at like a 13. They're creeping towards Brett Hull status. And I need to bounce. I need to exit stage left while I can. Um, but I will say before I left, I said to our boy, B-O-I, T.C. Fresh over here, I asked him about the orgy. And I oh, said, yeah. I said, Tom, nice. updates. Are you going to the orgy? Have you bought an outfit? And he looks me dead into my eyes and he goes, I bought a leather vest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I bought a vest. Uh, it should be arriving. Real leather? Real leather. Uh, well, oh probably not because I bought it online. I, say, I, Jesus. I, I, bought, the animals, okay? I bought it on eBay for a very reasonable price, so, so it probably was not for leather. sure not real. <laughs> you just wanted to be in character. It, I get it. It arrives tomorrow. Uh, I also have purchased. I don't know if I mentioned this on Saturday. I've also purchased some leather pants. <laughs> they arrive tomorrow as well. Uh, so it's a dicey situation. I mean, I don't know if they're going to fit or not because I hate shopping for clothes online because you never know as a bigger guy. But they arrive tomorrow. Uh, I'll try them on and we'll see what happens. But yeah, Are all your other friends wearing things too, or did you like? Yeah. So in that in that like group a bold chat, move to just step out and be like, "Yo, I'm going to come in this full leather outfit, just <laughs> including a, in. a vest." And all your friends show up in like jeans and like a polo. <laughs> no, well, because the event, it's like uh, you can't you can't show up in a polo or jeans. You have to be in costume. At all times. What if your friends manufactured that invite? I thought about it. So I showed up in, you showed up in a all leather, leather vest. Yeah. I mean, I thought about it. That would be That'd one be of part. that would be the greatest troll job of all time. Um, and I almost sneaky hope that's what's happening now because it just would be hilarious. But it, I, it's not happening because in that group chat with all those people, all those girls were sending like the outfits that they're planning on wearing. Yeah, um, maybe that's that doesn't mean anything. That could be no, authentic. because they're the the way the conversation listen, is rolling. It seems very very authentic. Like there's listen, like, oh, why'd you buy that? I thought I was gonna buy that type of thing. Listen, as someone who has successfully invented catfishing like 20 years ago, I know <laughs> being in character character to play a role, and that's 100 percent possible here because you manufacture all these different debates. You could have like, oh, I'm wearing this, or like this is so and so's thing, and. This could all be an elaborate hoax for just you to be made fun of. So you have catfished in the past. I invented catfishing, yes. <laughs> Go on. Uh, I, I haven't told this story. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I'm so, shocked I don't know this because you know I love in, the show. I'm trying to think. Back yeah, has in, he told this? I don't no, know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I mean, I've definitely told a bunch of people this because I'm telling you I invented cat. Well, it wasn't just me. It was a bunch of my friends. We invented catfishing on MySpace back in probably 2003. Maybe. Okay. Are these the dudes from the dude text chain? Some of them, yes. Okay. Uh, basically, we all created fake MySpace profiles and started hit. And one of us was a girl, and then a bunch of us made like friend profiles so that it didn't look super weird. <laughs> and we would like communicate with my buddy via MySpace and like uh, like arranged a meeting thing. And then we're like, you know, what's up, dude? Now nah, it's just fake. This is before you any catfishing things went down. Are the devil? You're a fucking bully, bro. Yes, seriously. <laughs> I mean, you're listen. a troll. You are an or internet pioneer. troll. Or I'm a pioneer. I don't know. Often, it's, you know, genius gets disguised as crazy people. So I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> what happened to your friend? Is this like that kid Mark that was never heard from again after he? Uh, no, it was I actually a girl? saw the kid that we did it to like over the weekend. Um, but no, he was fine. It was you know, it was just like buddies. It was just busting chops. I don't know. It wasn't. It, 
like it wasn't necessarily um no it wasn't one person it was everyone it was like a big it was almost like a prank type thing like we didn't realize what obviously catfishing wasn't a thing then or at least it wasn't like a mainstream thing then because we invented it what's up but (laughs) like yeah so we were just because and we knew that we all had to do like play different roles sort of on myspace and that's what we would do so, so if you invented catfishing, have you sued what's his name? Neve? Neve Shulman. Have you sued Neve? I have not because like we didn't really you know, we didn't call it catfishing. We didn't, mm. it wasn't called anything back then. Like we were just playing a prank on our friend. Yeah. That that's kind of fucked up. Levels of you know, just deviousness, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, didn't know I you told had that you, in you my friends and I are not nice to each other. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do. And this is just another layer of it. But I but I will say to bring it back full circle, Tom. It is not weird that they would be talking about things that they would be doing at the party in front of you because maybe they're trying to prove that this is real and that you are not being pranked. Yeah, that's a good point. But, you know, as you were talking about this kind of old school catfishing type thing, it, you know, I was jogging my memory and thinking about this. I actually was sneaky catfished in the sixth grade. Oh, my God. What? Um, <laughs> was this around the same time you shot yourself? No. Well, this was many years before that. <laughs> um, so in, say, that's sixth, a rough stretch. in the sixth grade, and I, I, this is just coming to me right now. Um, you know, AIM was huge, AIM, and a girl messages me on AIM or whatever. We became, she requested me. I don't remember how it worked, where, how you became friends in AIM. You didn't know who she was. Yeah, I got the random friend request or whatever on AIM. She messages me. We're talking. She's like, hey, I'm Kelsey from, from class. I'll just use her name because there's no, there's no way Kelsey Gagney from sixth grade listens to this podcast. What if she does? If she does, wow. Maybe we're meant to be. So she goes, hey, this is Kelsey from sixth grade. I want you to be my boyfriend. And I had a huge crush on Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, my God, this is great. And, you know, we're messaging back and forth, just dumb, like, sixth grade shit. And that was on a Saturday. So then Monday morning comes, and I'm thinking, this is my girlfriend. So she walks into the class. I give her a big hug. <gasps> I, had put a, I had put a little note in her desk oh, being okay. like, like, hey, I, you know, I'm so happy that I'm your boyfriend. Like, I'm so excited to hang out oh, like Tom. Oh, my God. And she had no idea what I was talking about. <gasps> to come to find out it was her friend who went to, like, another elementary school in town and for some reason just made that account and started doing that to a bunch of different guys at all the different schools. In, like, there was four elementary schools in my town, and she did it to, like, five other guys in the town. And I was devastated. Like another wow. dude in my class also thought that that Kelsey was her uh, was his girlfriend. Like when I went in and hugged him, like across the room, he like started dude's crying. Really like, yeah, Whoa! Wait, hold on. Wow. I have so many questions. So, how did you find out? Was she like, "You're not my boyfriend"? She was just. She was like, "What is going on?" She freaked out. Like, I, and I was like, "I don't know." You mess. Like, I, I, I was like, "I don't know what what is going on." Like, you sent me, and I told her. Yeah. And then the guy across the room was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Hey, yeah," and then he said that, and then we we're all just like, "What is going on?" So then the the rest of the day, everyone was sort of just freaking out. She like told a teacher about it because you know you're a kid. Like what what do you think's going on here? And they somehow traced it back to this chick who went to uh, I forget what school she went to. One of the other four elementary schools. Not important. Um, <laughs> Don't need so, that detail. Yeah, uh, I I was catfished in the sixth grade. What year would this have been? I'm wondering if she invented catfish now. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, life. no. So you said what? Oh three. So this Probably, was yeah. this was either fall of oh three or spring of oh four. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna still take the title. Yeah. 
That's a bummer, though. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I was I was I'm really, shook. really bummed you're out. Lucky, like you didn't go in for a kiss or something. Yeah, what if he tried yeah. to smooch six, her? Was no, I was grade, way, but... way, way too nervous to do that. And the fact that I even hugged her was huge. So, no. <laughs> Fuck that. I wasn't going to kiss Had you kissed oh, anyone disgusting. yet? Sixth grade? Sixth grade, yeah. I had. When was your first kiss? So, my first kiss was in uh, either the first or second grade. Uh, it was at the top wow. of the Burger King slide. Whoa. Uh, Early. It was with a yeah, family cool. friend. That Kim, doesn't count. Uh, Kim Ramaka. Uh, and we made out at the top of the Burger King slide. You didn't make out. <laughs> you probably planted Dude. one on her. Yeah, what the hell? No, no, that's not the real. I'm talking about we, your real first kiss. We got after it at the top of the slide, and then we okay, and then slide one, right? down into the ball pit, and we then we it. just it kept going back up and down the uh, the ball pit. So that was my first kiss. <laughs> Steve? <laughs> that's my first kiss story. Ah, I don't really remember what. I, I, it was in middle school. Uh, it was like a dance of some sort. I don't remember. I remember. Um, Steve, you would be the guy that doesn't care about his first kiss, that doesn't remember. Yeah, I didn't even really like her. I remember that, and I think it just kind of happened, and I didn't like I do. I was not the initiator of the kiss; it just sort of happened. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was like, because I was sort of like a late bloomer type deal, and I was pretty oblivious to like girls until like I don't know, probably well into high school. Probably until you got married. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and even and even now, yeah, I had to be fortunate. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I just, well, I don't know. I was like kind of a nerd, weird, like video game guy. I like sports, but like I just was more concerned about like playing Madden and FIFA and, pl- you know, mm-hmm. playing sports than I was about. But it was definitely in middle school. And Do I remember who it was? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, At least you remember that detail. I do. Um, may or may not listen. I don't know. So I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know. I'm not even 100% sure. But yes, uh, but it was in it was in middle school sometimes. And it was weird. But my, I don't know. Like, she, like, she wasn't even my girlfriend at the time, which is kind of weird. You know how it was. Yo, yeah. Middle school dances were the weirdest. Yep. You know, you drink like the Kool-Aid juice that everyone, that, like your parents mm-hmm. always assume that it would be spiked of some some sort <laughs> because some crazy kid comes in and starts dipping like vodka in it. But no, no, it was good. Our middle school dances were kind of weird and straightforward. Yeah. I went to Catholic school, so it was like, leave room for the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. We would get that. <laughs> Sometimes too, it would depend on what teachers were chaperoning. Some kids in middle school would just were way ahead of the game oh. and just like grinding hard. Like, oh in my a, god, oh, are you yeah. serious? Big, oh, yeah. yeah, I was oh my so god. uncomfortable by my that. Yeah, school, you would have been suspended. They, yeah. everyone was afraid of each other. Everyone was like, oh my god, is this a sin? Am I gonna burn in hell? I'm so afraid. Yeah, and like me and my dudes would be up against the wall, like pointing at people, yep. like, like, yep. ha, look at them, like, ah, like, yeah, just kind of punching each other, like, and then, <laughs> yep. and then we'd occasionally like dance with a girl for like a slow song we'd be arms fully extended on the hips oh yeah yeah like not even close to touching each other was it an usher song yes oh my god yes (laughs) it was uh my boo by usher was the classic um slow dance song there's a few others but that was the one that really stands out my boo Oddly enough, like my, I don't really remember the music, yet, but I do specifically remember there being a, a Limp Biscuit song played at one of my middle school Which dances. One, Nookie? I'm like, yeah, I think it might have been Nookie or Faith or one of two, and I'm like, why did Nookie that? Seems a little inappropriate. Who was in charge of the dance? playlist? Like, this is weird. Yeah, by Usher was huge at middle school uh, and high, high school, school dances for me. Yeah. For me. Yep. Uh, what's what? What's the other one too? Uh, Lil John to the window, oh, to the yeah. wow, and everyone pointing. Oh, yeah. Okay. When did grinding become a thing? That's an interesting. Like, should when, I Google uh, that? When did grinding become popular? Well, like Michelle, did you? Did, was that a thing when you were in middle school? Like, I do remember that being a thing in middle school, and then it got way more aggressive in high school. Oh yeah, obviously, but it was very aggressive I don't, in high school. I'm like, I wonder, like, when people started grinding, like to the point so... where, like, not like not like dancing closely, but like literally like ass into like. <laughs> I remember the first time I grinded. 
very, very scary. Why did something happen? <laughs> did you shit your pants again? Uh, I mean, this is an uncomfortable thing to talk about, but I guess we talk about uncomfortable things on oh, this podcast. Oh, no, I know where you're going oh, with this. Oh, <laughs> no. Please don't. Okay, well, yeah. So that was the first time I grinded. Eighth grade. <laughs> oh, I'm so un- Okay, so yeah. I'm changing the subject. <laughs> Like I said, I went to Catholic school. I had 29 kids in my graduating class. Our school was so small. There was not only no grinding, everyone was so afraid to do anything. Like my first kiss, kiss, peck situation was seventh grade. We were at my friend Ashley Hubbard's house. Shout out, Ashley. And she was having a party and was like probably the first time girls and boys were at the same party together. Usually nice. it was just you invite all the girls. And we snuck outside in her backyard. It was like a pool party situation. And off to the side, like in the woods, we played spin the bottle. Ooh. Oh, no. That's so cliche. <laughs> it is. But we literally didn't. There was no scenario where we would ever be girls and boys strictly alone where girls and boys would be smooching each other. It just was not. Spin the bottle. Spin the bottle. Yeah. I thought that only happened in like movies. I didn't even know people did that. No, yeah, I, don't know. Spin the bottle. I don't think I've ever played spin the bottle. Neither my, have I. My first yeah. kiss. Once again, I remember bored it. people in the Midwest. Yeah, the yep. no. this is my brain. No, Saruti is Listen, so right here. All my here. girlfriends that went to public school were grinding at the middle school dances. We have who com- were also from the Midwest, no. but they were grinding at the dances. They were having a hell of a time, whereas I was, you know, praying in the corner, afraid. Everything I did, I thought. Smited. I remember one time my dad, I heard him swear, probably like at a baseball game, and I started sobbing. And I was like, well, dad's going to hell. Dad is going to burn in hell. I was afraid of everything for a long time. I remember the first time my dad swore it freaked me out. It was really scary. I mean, he, I mean, now he, they let it fly, both my parents. But when I was kids, they were really, really careful about that. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was that was like a traumatic thing for me, too. I, I remember he, 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 like, stubbed his toe on something. <laughs> And he just yelled. Oh, wasn't like mad at you? No, okay, no, no. He just sw- he just swore, and I was just like, "Oh my god, what? Like, what just happened? Like, it, it blew my mind." Uh, update: According to Wikipedia, a grinding may be attributed to the 1987 film *Dirty Dancing* hmm. and the Lombada, a brief dance craze of the 1980s that featured grinding actions. I don't believe that. But like, is that front to front, or like? Because no, I remember there's a photo, and it's a. I'm going to show it to Tom. It's a man in jeans and a button-down shirt standing there with his arms up and a girl bent over grinding on his crotch region. <laughs> okay. Yep, that yeah, is wiener to butt. Is... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is kind of weird if you think about it. It's like, really weird. I will I, say. If I was a parent, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> no. You are not a, like, no. Yeah. Yeah, if you saw your kids grinding at a middle school dance, I would rip my kid by their hair out of there and be like, what are you doing? Yeah, no way. No way. Or I might just drop them off the dance and be like, don't call me for three hours. I don't care what you're doing. And you know how for those formal dances, you'll, yeah, you, you'll go to like a <laughs> right? house and you take pictures ahead of time and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm shocked that a dad, well, this probably does happen, where like, how do dads not just like beat the shit out of these dudes that are about to go on these de- to these dances with these girls? Like- I I would not be able to. I mean, I don't even have a kid, and I feel very uncomfortable about it. My first girl, my first, like, real serious girlfriend's um, dad was, a, was like, a notoriously terrifying guy. Scary dad. He later grew to be very fond of each other. But, like, initially, I remember, like, all of her. So she had an older sister, and all, and all of, like, her guy friends would be like, dude, like, you got to watch out. Like, this guy is terrifying, blah, 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 like. 
I think part of it was like trying to scare me, but a part of it was also true. And I remember like back in the day, like kids nowadays, like don't even understand how ridiculous it was to call a girl's home phone number oh, yeah. and have to have one of the parents, mostly the dad, pick up. And it's this like <laughs> loser kid whose like voice just started cracking to be like, hey, can I talk to your daughter? Like that is it. That that is like courage. I mean, that took like I don't want to say I don't want to give myself a pat on the back. But like that's people have no idea how hard that was nowadays. Like now you just call a cell phone or you text or you don't even text anymore. It's just like all about like you know, Snapchat. Snapchat pictures, whatever mm. things are getting weird. That was in back in the day. That was so nerve wracking, ballsy. Or to like knock on your on. A, on I remember going over one of my friends who's I wasn't even we weren't even dating or anything, but like knocking on a door and it's like a bunch of dudes going to this girl's house and her dad opens the door and he's like these fucking losers. Like these guys. Like like I'm yeah. Like try me, I dare you. Yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. And like kids, I feel like kids nowadays have no idea what that is like. So I have so many questions for you guys, because I was obviously the girl on the receiving end of the phone calls. And I remember we had caller ID, obviously, then. Mm -hmm. And so my dad would look and say, oh, Vernier, why is he calling? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, homework? Yeah. I was like, I hope he asked me out. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or what are we going to talk about? And it was probably like, can you believe, like, who was number one on TRL this week? Yeah, (laughs) like, like, Something so stupid. But when you were going to call a girl... Did you have to psych yourself up? Did you guys, like, write down what you were going to talk to her about? Because I imagine if you're a guy, that has to be so terrifying that you're going to do some prep beforehand. My move was always, hey, is Amanda there? I'm calling to see what the homework was for. And then I'd pick a random class that we had together. It was always a homework. In, and then you yeah, ask her no about the what the homework Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. After, like, the fourth straight day of doing it and then – the 40th straight day doing it, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course they knew it was, not, I, I knew what the homework was. But, you know, like, you go, Tom, get a pen, dude, write it <laughs> yeah. down. Right. Like, hey, Amanda, what was the homework for whatever you ask, the, you ask, and then and then you just get into the conversation. I honestly could not tell you what we talked about, but it was, yeah, dumb middle school. Oh, Those yeah. are probably some of the dumbest conversations oh known to man. Wouldn't you die to go back and listen oh, to yourself I would, talking oh my to, God. to a member would, of the opposite sex in seventh myself. grade? I, it it would be so embarrassing. Like I would be. I can't even imagine the stupidity that came out. Dude, it's bad. Like my dad took like copious home movies from when we were kids all the way through kind of middle schoolish age. And whenever we watch the middle school stuff, it's just like cringeworthy. I'm like, who is that person? Why is he saying those things? No, we still say that about you right now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That is true. You just had to watch it on TV. <laughs> no, you guys, I'm going to my, uh, we do family dinner every Sunday, and I'll go to my parents' house before we go to my uncle's. I should go in my childhood bedroom and find my old diaries, like my old journals. Oh, my God, yes. And we can read an excerpt just to see how stupid I was. <laughs> I just remember Kids I would are write, so dumb. I would write in it, and we'd be like, dear diary, today is Tuesday, January 4th. Today I watched on Arnold on Nickelodeon and ate a turkey sandwich. <laughs> like, it was literally just me chronicling my day. It was so dumb. Yeah. Oh, God. I kind of miss Remember those t- days, though. You yeah, know? and then, too, like, so simple. like the, the parent would pick up the phone, too. And, like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, Hi, is Amanda there? On the line, and you're like, guys, like, what do we, I mean, but here's the thing, too. Like, you're, I'm, you're right, Tom. Like, the con- I don't even know what we would talk about. No. But, but, but the, for some reason, like, you always had to call your girlfriend and talk on the phone for like Had an to. hour. Yeah. I mean, like, what is the point? Like, that's so dumb. Like, so what's the dumb. point of that? Like, 
just to con- I just to connect for a day. Like now, it doesn't even make any sense at all. Like I don't even know how. Like what, like, what would the equivalent of that be? I guess you just text and send pictures. It's Snapchat. No, you're right. It's kids are all over Snapchat. But like, if you didn't see your girlfriend for like a day or something, you'd be like, oh, call and check in at the at the end of the night. I'm like, first off, I hate talking on the phone. Now, if I talk <laughs> on the phone for more than thirty seconds, I'm pissed off immediately. <laughs> I remember. And ask Maddie, my wife. She knows I just cannot stand talking on the phone, even with her. Um, Oh, wait, then how do you deal with Rosillo? Because he calls all the time. Well, okay, so this is a sensitive subject because my wife, Whoa. Maddie, like, the only person that I will talk on the phone with for more for, for an extended period of time is Ryan, which is weird. Yeah, um, because when I produce for Ryan, obviously, he the first couple weeks that we produced, I would see him calling me and I would panic and be like, oh, my God, is everything okay? And he was like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, here's what I'm thinking for tomorrow. And he would talk about the show. We would talk about the show, hang up, whatever. And every time I would see him calling, I would think, oh, my God, is he mad? Like, what happened? Because you don't call people like that really anymore. (laughs) But he's a phone guy. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you talk to him, but you don't want to talk to your wife? Interesting. Well, because when I talk to Ryan, (laughs) it's usually, like, dumb NBA gossip. And, like, that's interesting to me. And when I know... (laughs) Like, this isn't an anti, like, my wife thing or something, but it's usually just like, oh, like, well, you know, what are we doing for dinner, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and I get super impatient, and that's a, that's a character flaw. I'll admit it. What's <laughs> up? But, like, I, with Ryan, I'm, it's it's more of like, you know, I'm just talking about, like, hey, what what, what magic trade rumor have you heard recently from some random GM that won't go public? You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> di- it, it is different. Sure. Humble brag. Yeah, well, what's up? you got a lot of good. I mean, I've told, I've told you guys a story about how Ryan called – he called yeah, me during on one Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day yeah. and I and was completely oblivious to it being Valentine's Day. And that's this is why my wife Maddie's a saint because she was just he called twice, and then the second time she's like, "Just pick up the phone. He's gonna call. He's gonna keep calling you until you pick up." <laughs> and it was some random Orlando magic rumor. So I'm out to dinner, literally. I'm out to dinner on Valentine's Day with my wife talking to Rosillo on the phone about magic trade rumors. So Rosillo <laughs> is your middle school girlfriend that you have to talk on the Pretty phone much. with to maintain the relationship. Yeah. So, hey, Sarudi, yeah. what's the homework? Except our conversations <laughs> would be interesting. My middle school ones would not. Uh, speaking of Rosillo, we need to talk to you about L.A. You're heading there soon, right, for the live show? Yeah, LA Saturday. Steve. Let's go. What's up? So this Saturday. Saturday? When's the live yeah. show? Uh, Tuesday. Whoa. Tuesday, Manhattan Beach, Shark's Cove. What's up? I think it's sold out, but uh, I don't know. You're around, and you don't have a ticket. Hit me up. Maybe we can do something about it. I don't know. Yeah, probably I, not. I actually might hit you <laughs> up. I, not, yeah. I got, I got a bu- I got a buddy trying to get in. I'll hit you up on the side about it. Mm, mm, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but should... no, yeah, we're really pumped. I mean, it's 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 already sold out. Um, it's gonna be. Uh, it's I can't really uh, I can't reveal the guests just yet, Ooh. but they're incredible guests. Good tease. Good guests. tease. Um. So look for that like next middle of next week if you can't go, but if you can't, if you're there, say what's up. Hey, it's gonna be fun. Shout out to Rudy. What? Um, I should have asked you by the way if I could come be your assistant, if I could be your AP for the day. I mean, yeah, of course. Where are you staying? Um, I don't know in Manhattan Beach somewhere. So oh, I'm nice. Manhattan Beach. I was um, down there when I ran my race in October. It's such a cool downtown area in Manhattan Beach. You're gonna love it. Yeah, that's what pretty much everyone says. And Ryan's obviously pumped that everyone's gonna be out there and. Like it's you know it's just a great testament to like you know his people and his fans like the thing it sold out before they even really made it public yeah which is incredible so it'll be fun it'll be a lot of fun I've only been to L A I'm not a big L A guy actually I've Mm-mm. only been to L A like it's overrated twice I think but like I feel like you say it's overrated and I'm I'm with you Michelle but I feel like I haven't necessarily seen L A for what it could be you know and yeah I, I think Ryan would be. Ryan's gonna know what's good and what's bad. Like I went when I was younger, and like I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have any cool connections. I didn't know anything. So like, yeah, of course I'm not gonna see anything cool when I'm in LA. It's just gonna be the city. Um, so I'm interested, kind of this time around, to see see what the deal is. 
I shouldn't say it's overrated because there's parts of it that I think are awesome. Santa Monica's awesome. Venice is awesome. Manhattan Beach is awesome. Yeah. I'm not a downtown L.A. slash like West Hollywood type girl. Well, from what I understand, I can't do no pretension. one's really a downtown L.A. person. A lot, hey, they're having a renaissance. There's a lot of good restaurants. Great food there. Yeah, they're like really trying to build up downtown. At least that's hmm. what I, the vibe I got wow. when I was there. I, I went to Bestia. Bestia. It was very good. But wait, you Tom and I are having FOMO about this. Is the yeah. whole squad going to be there? Is Elizabeth going to be there? Is Liam going to be there? Elizabeth will be there. Liam will not be there. Um, Daniel Dopp will be there. For uh, those of you to watch the uh, yeah the Fantasy Focus podcast. He will be helping me out. Uh, I think it's just me, Elizabeth, and Dopp. It's a good crew. Some of the yeah, it's a really strong crew. Man, I mean, I've I've said on this pod many times how much I love Los Angeles. Lived there for a semester in college love that city so God, Big I, i've only been back once since living there and so yeah I have, I have major 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 fomo so can have a good time man thanks dude i'm excited i'm uh, we are pumped and then uh michelle we are meeting up in chicago yes that's right. That is coming around the That's bend the pretty after. quickly. Yeah. Oh my God. June flew by. I've been on this blues bandwagon. I haven't even such sp- a blur. You've been uh, yeah. blues drunk for a good month now. I've been bread hole blues drunk for two full months <laughs> since early April. But yeah, I haven't even. I need to figure that out. Like when I'm coming up, where I'm staying, what the deal is. But I will. I will say this. We will meet up. I want to take you. I know. When I was in Connecticut, we used to go to Sayulita. We used to go to uh, Bar Taco. We kind of would dabble in Mexican. So I want to take you to my favorite Mexican place Good. in Chicago called Big Star. Good. I'm it is, there. I think, the margaritas there beat Sayulita's. For those of you that don't know, Sayulita take. is this Mexican place in my home, not my hometown, but the place I live now in Glastonbury, Connecticut. And I will put their, and I know people are Tacos in, in Connecticut, loser. That's not true. Like, <laughs> actually, they are the best tacos I've ever had in my life. And and Rasilla will back me up on yeah, that. A guy really who is well traveled. Mm-hmm. It is a great taco place. But I am excited. I am very excited to try any new taco place for sure. Um, because but the margarita deal that's interesting. Now you know me. I'm a I'm a big mezcal guy. Mm-hmm. Love mezcal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm I'm a strict like regular margarita, no salt, but with mezcal and not tequila. Hmm. I'm sure they could whip that up. It's a great spot. They have a great outdoor space. I mean, and have you ever been to Chicago? No, right? I've never been. And here's another actually Ooh. great point. You will then meet my friends, who, again, are all sort of mean to each other. And they will all corroborate my story that we invented catfishing. Okay. I'm <laughs> so going to. Because most of them were involved friends. in that situation. <laughs> so you know what's going to happen on this Chicago trip? Not only am I going to steal your wife from you because I'm desperate for some one-on-one Maddie That's time. Right. But I am going to, once everyone gets drunk, like Tom was this past Saturday, I want to just be compiling stories on the side to reveal on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, they're going to make fun of me the entire time. That's just what's going to happen. So it's, it's good. It'll be fun. It'll be good. But we could all take it. It's been, it's been 20 years of this. We're good. We're fine. Liquid Spirits is a small St. Louis family-owned and operated business. Bill is a full-time firefighter. John has been in the restaurant industry for over 20 years. And together with their wives, they decided that they wanted to do what they love most, help people throw parties. They decided, you know what, we're going to leave the food to the professionals. We want to focus on the fun part because, let's be honest, no good story ever started with a salad. So check out Liquid Spirits. Follow them on Facebook at Liquid Spirits STL. Mention Small Talk, our podcast, Small Talk when booking select packages and you could get your fifth hour for free. You know what time it is. Head to Apple Podcasts. Search for Small Talk. Find it. Click on it. Subscribe to it. 
rate it preferably five stars, and leave a review. Like this guy from Wichita, DK. Subject line, orgy, five stars. Freeze Pops absolutely has to go to this orgy for podcast content alone. I've never been to an orgy, but if I had to guess, you would walk in and everyone would be in a meet and greet type setting with drinks and other party favors, parentheses, drugs. This would probably take place in a great room. And from there, you can take your partner, plural, upstairs to private rooms where you can have sex. Whoa. Would definitely be interesting going with people you know, though. Also, shout out to my guy, Fred Van Vliet. Go Shocks. Uh, what does he know about these private rooms at these orgies? Like, D- does this guy, DK, have experience? He says, I've never been to an orgy, uh, but if he had to guess. I feel like he's lying. I feel like things get weird in Wichita. This guy's definitely been to some weird Wichita orgies, and he's holding back on us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. If Are that's... there weird Wichita orgies? Oh, no doubt. I mean, after a Shockers win, you don't think that they're just throwing orgies? I get the play on Wichita Shockers st- here, and I don't appreciate oh, it. Oh, I didn't even do that on purpose. Wow. Okay. A lot of sexual innuendo yeah, going on in this, this podcast. Yeah, we need to end this. We to end this right now. Okay, <laughs> next one. Freeze Pop shatting himself twice. Five stars. Shatting himself. Love it. Dying. Hearing Saruti lose it laughing is podcast magic. My God. Freeze Pop's impression of his mom was hysterical and Michelle is just horrified. Poor Michelle. (laughs) Uh, My mom is going to be a guest on this podcast at some point. She's been on our radio show before and she was great. Uh, She has some hot takes about small talk that she wants to share with us. Uh, so you'll see that my impression probably doesn't even really do it justice. We've had Tom's mom on our radio show, and she is a star. <laughs> She's she, much better at this than I am. She is just naturally charismatic and engaging and hilarious. <laughs> I mean, we had her on a segment uh, previewing the Blues Bruins game, and no lie, our text line lit up like it never has before. People were like, <laughs> we need more of Tom's mom on this show. So I'm very much looking forward to having her on the podcast, but I am kind of nervous about her takes because she doesn't hold back. Oh, no. Yeah, she's not going to hold back, and I think that's what's great about it. Like. We might come out of it as enemies, but, you know, it is what it is. It'll be great content, right? Looking forward to it. Okay, one more review. This is from Amo112186. Okay. Crack versus Cupcake, five stars. Almost knocked a star off after this week's 10,000 Frogs. You can't tell me that watching Fatty throw back cupcakes in a van (laughs) is worse than being held hostage by an uncle-slash-niece crackhead combo while they blaze a couple rocks. Also, enough with the Tommy has no friends narrative. I just moved to St. Louis as well, and I invited Freeze Pops over to crush some beer sometimes and never heard back. Keep it up. Love the show. Whoa, okay. A lot going on there. First of all, not very nice calling a girl Fatty. Or anyone fatty. Not nice. Yeah, we don't use the F word here. probably not going to hang out with you because you seem like a jerk. No, just kidding. You're awesome. You listen to the podcast. Uh, Secondly. But yeah, don't call people fat. No, that's not nice. No. Um, You invited me for some beers, possibly. And I'm not trying to sound like the man here, like, you know, toot my own horn. I get quite a few of those requests from random listeners that feel bad for me. Um, so it's hard to kind of keep track of them. So if this is a real comment and you sent me a real invite, resend it, and then I will address you about the mean comment you made about the frog from the previous episode, and then maybe we can hang out because I need to teach you a lesson about being nice to women. There you go. PC Tom checking in.
this from the guy who sauntered up to a group of girls and dipped in front of them. <laughs> but thank you for saying don't call people fat. But yeah, you know, I've introduced Tom to a million people. He's not, I'm starting to think that Tom just isn't that social. Oh, wow. Because, you know, he's not reaching out to them. I think he likes this whole I'm sitting in here alone, yes. woe is me vibe. 100%. So I'm with you, Amo. We're ditching the narrative. Tom could have friends if he wants. I could, 100%. Well, thank you so much for listening. We will be back in action next week. We are going to have a very special blues-only podcast. So if you do not like the blues or hockey, you'll probably hate it. No, if you love Michelle, which if you listen to this podcast, you probably do, you will love it because there's nothing she's more passionate about other than the city of St. Louis than the St. Louis Blues. So it's going to be great, and I'm looking forward to listening to it. And we're going to have a very special guest who has quite the story to tell. He's been on quite the ride with this Blues team from start to finish. Literally has unbelievable stories about when the Cup landed in St. Louis partying with Lord Stanley. I can't reveal who it is or say much more than that because it might give it away. So, yeah, you're going to want to check in next week. That's a hell of a tease. Yeah, so if you don't like the Blues and you hate St. Louis and you hate me, if you like stories about athletes drunk partying with the best trophy in sports this is the podcast for you sign me up (laughs) so until next week we beat your ass boston thanks for listening to small talk subscribe on apple podcasts or the podcast one app